where you are the peers and we are your pod. We are coming today from the CreateSpace studio in the Susan Wakil Health Building at the University of Sydney. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we are recording on, the Gadigal people of the Euro Nation. We pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Let's get to it. Hi guys, so welcome to another episode of PeerPod. Today's episode is on culture shock, challenges of being first in family. So today the themes that we're going to cover in our podcast are inclusion, diversity, and representation. But before we dive right in, let's introduce our two lovely guests that we have here today, Janae and Victoria. Hi guys, welcome today. Um, Can you please introduce yourselves, let us know what you study, and tell us something about being first-generation students. Thanks for having us. Um, we're super stoked to be here. Uh, my name is Victoria Onishawayas. I am a first-generation student. Um, I am Latina. I'm from Uruguay, international student as well. And I've just recently graduated from UCID as an anthropology and psychology major who will be starting her honors next year on decolonizing psychology and indigenous mental health. Awesome. And yeah. Hi, guys. So my name is Janae. I'm a third year media and communication student, and I identify as first generation as well. Um, For me, I'm from a rural country town in New South Wales, and yeah, the daughter of a coal miner and a hospital receptionist. Um, yeah, that's a bit about me. That's awesome. Nice to meet you guys. Um, just to get started right into the uh, topics of today, can you guys tell me some of the stereotypes for first-generation students? Yeah, well, I think um, first-generation students, I feel like there are, it comes with negative stereotypes and positive stereotypes. However, sometimes I feel like the positive stereotypes are actually maybe outweighed by negative because you don't walk around with the first in family label, you know. So things like the bravery and commitment and the courage and all that that gets bundled um, with knowing that you're first in family can actually be overshadowed by things like not understanding how things work, not having the right language, not having the right university speak, not having those pre-established networks. And when you exist at a university, especially the University of Sydney, I think like that, you know, sometimes people underestimate your ability and think that perhaps you're not um, as worthy maybe because they don't understand that you're first in family. And, yeah, you can just feel like you're not quite adequate or you don't fit into the space. Yeah, I think understand uh, what first in family means is very important. Like, I am first in family on my father's side. I'm the first of actually all of our family to go to university. But on my mother's side, she went to university. However, she was an immigrant. And she took a very unconventional route being somebody who didn't even finish, wasn't able to finish high school and had to do her GED. And and her university experience was very different from what I'm going into or what I went into. And so many times when I went, when I was first year and there were things out there for 
first gen students, I wasn't able, I didn't think that I would fit the label because it was only a half of me. You know, looking back now, obviously, that's not true. So it's definitely, we need to start talking about these labels and, and have people understand a little more what it means to be first gen. Yeah, of course. I think that you guys brought such a great light into the topic and, and just what being first generation students means and the stereotypes that come along it. And you don't have to, like you said, Victoria, you don't have to be first generation on both sides, even one, and just trying to navigate that and fit into that. Um, but just before we um, talk about some other things, I'm just curious, how did you guys meet? Like, I believe it's something to do with the project. Like, let us know. Yeah, so we uh, got an email uh, last year in July, so one year ago. Um, and there was this email that said all of these different words, like, are you, do you have a disability? Are you first generation? Are you from I actually, a yeah, ethnic background? I think it said verbatim, indigenous, low SES, first in family, international, regional and remote, disability, and yeah. LGBTQ+. So there a broad sort of spectrum. That was it. And I, I remember looking at that. I'm like, oh, my God, I fit into almost all of these categories. <laughs> and uh, I signed up. They were asking for uh, facilitators, project facilitators, and people who fall into these categories and can share their experiences to widen participation. So this is a project made by uh the Faculty of Social Sciences, uh, Political and Social Sciences, and it's based on trying to widen participation within the university for underrepresented students. We started working on this project together a year ago, and um, yeah, we we really clicked because this was something we were both very passionate about, and we were really happy that not only was the university recognizing that change needed to happen, but they're paying us for it. Because the reality is being underrepresented or being a minority, you know, being low SES, you don't have the opportunity to just work on a project voluntarily. And it was technically a cultural consultancy job. So we were consultant based on our cultures. Yeah, for me, like to be in a space that was wanting to listen to my experiences and to have a space where all of these things that I thought were personal deficiencies were actually being reiterated as something that was experienced by Victoria, even though our first generation status is so different and we come from such diverse backgrounds, but just the same um, struggles within university and to be validated and to have these faculty heads listening and paying us for our opinions was really empowering experience and a really I was going to say the same empowering that's definitely the word empowerment that's what it gave us and it's very important to recognize that underrepresented students need spaces projects like these to show us our worth you know and and empower us because the reality is we we are valuable we're much more valuable than many of us think when we come into university those are beautiful words (laughs) Um, and you you guys were talking about the project. How When did the project start? It would have been that July. And so that whole project with 
the social science faculty was all about trying to use our voices, opinions, experiences to shape how the university could better the experiences of those labels that we listed before. Me and Victoria, um, we found that actually there was sort of this gap for first in family and low SES sort of background students. And actually the University of Sydney wasn't doing a whole lot, but were looking to do a lot. So within that, we were building prototypes about what perhaps the university maybe should be doing or could look towards doing. So in my research, I was trying to find a template of how other universities have tried to help the experiences of first-generation students. And me and Victoria and the other facilitators in the group, we kept coming back to this idea of community building, of cultivating a sense of belonging and making sure that at the University of Sydney, first-generation students felt like there was a space where they belonged. And it was really interesting because in my research, I actually found that this idea of a ground level student and faculty working together to create a space, a safe space for first generation students wasn't something new. And actually, even just 100 kilometres away at the University of Wollongong, there has this thing called first gen. And it's all about making sure that there's cultural competency at the university level and then the way they speak and in the resource allocation but then also just a university-wide celebration of first-generation students and their achievements and understanding that they're they're trailblazers and they've done so much to (laughs) get into university to participate in on-campus stuff is you know more of a feat studies find that actually it's really hard for first-generation students to feel like they can get involved And yeah, it was just so fascinating to me that this is something that exists and that if the University of Sydney really wanted to really push for it, we could we could definitely draw from some of the University of Wollongong's strategies. I think my first year experience, I think our whole university experience made us feel like whatever we were experiencing, this loneliness or the stigma behind underrepresented or even just being an underrepresented person within a university of such stature, you automatically come into classrooms or into spaces thinking you're the only one, which is far from the truth, but that's, that's what you think, you know, imagine I saw it from, you know, I, I lived in New York for 11 years as a kid and I saw the University of Sydney like Ivy League status, you know, Australian Ivy League. So when I walked into classrooms and I saw a lack of diversity from what I was used to, you know, I was like, oh, all these kids got it easy. They don't. And that's not true. But that's what you feel. Why? Because there aren't spaces for us to show us, hey, look, this isn't the case. So definitely it is something that the university can do and it will do as long as people like me and Janae and other underrepresented students who who feel this need for change come together and talk about it because I know that there are professors out there who want to work with us and want to do these things. But I think it is important to stress too that, you know, it's hard to 
participate and create the change for first-generation students, perhaps with not a lot of means, a lot of time. And that's why I personally was so empowered to be in that paid position, for my opinion, um, because it meant that I could give it and give it my all of my attention, you know. And it wasn't something where I was hesitant to sign up because I was like, oh, can I do this with my job? I'm passionate about creating a space for people like me, but will I even be able to do it? You know, I still have to put food on the table. I still have to support my family back on the farm. So we should rise up as minority group, give our opinion, shape the things that will help the people come beyond us. Because one thing I've learned in this position, in this project and talking to the people I have is that people are looking for our opinions, but I think there needs to be I think compensation isn't um, too much to ask and I think we should be looking to include students when they may be time poor, resource poor and, yeah, I think that sometimes that doesn't get spoken about but I think it really should. Yeah, no, you guys have brought up some really great points and, I mean, getting compensated for your time and your input into what the university can do and just being able to represent first-generation students that makes you feel valuable that you like they want you to be there exactly what you guys said and like Victoria you were describing you know sitting in a room and not knowing that oh am I the only one here and then realizing there's so many other first generation students I think that's interesting because personally I'm not a first generation student so I can't I feel like my maybe my navigation through university and my university experience was probably a lot different in terms of my challenges and obstacles are probably different than yours. But what do you guys, when you were just, you know, navigating in terms of resources and looking at your workload, what did you find was the biggest challenge as just being a first generation student? For me, there was just a whole knowledge gap, a whole world of knowledge that was so foreign to me. I didn't understand what a handbook was. My school never used Outlook. We didn't use um canvas whereas I know a bunch of other schools had done their whole schooling on it like words and places and ideas of degrees and what they were like I was going into my degree half not knowing what it was I didn't know anyone who had been to university I didn't know anyone who studied my degree and suddenly people were talking about what they were going to do afterwards and what marketing major they were keen to do and the electives and the unit of study and doing a master's of. And like, I just can't stress how foreign these words were. And perhaps there were, you know, library resources and different resources, but I struggled to know if they were for me or how to access them, even when I did sort of hear about them. And there's just this whole, yeah, I can't, it was like a whole foreign language in a foreign place. And then you've just got no translator. That's how I felt. I, I totally agree with that. And, and I think the same, like, even when there were those resources out there, I mean, I did tackle on this before that I didn't really, I guess, accept my first gen label or didn't feel like, like I would be recognized as it. But at the same time, I always felt, and this was something we spoke about a lot in the, during the project, there wasn't enough promotion or good promotion at that, you know, good advertisement. 
I'd get an email once in a while, like, hey, look, the library is doing these things for students who need help. And I remember first year, there was like certain talks for first gen students, but that's it. And honestly, I'm not going to go and, well, I'm a pretty outgoing and open book. I, I don't really have much shyness, but sometimes when I didn't feel like doing this, I'm not just going to walk up and walk in there and feel like I'm I'm the only person, you know? I didn't feel like there was a community behind it. So I think the, the promotion bit was extremely, uh, there just wasn't enough there. And, and it's not wholly the university's marketing. So Victoria, um, how would you describe your first year experience and just navigating through university? Yeah, I mean, same as Janae, I felt this was all extremely new to me. I was lucky enough that I was very outspoken. <laughs> but other than that, and I, and I always looked for places. But even when I looked for spaces for people like me or for people who were struggling, I mean, I definitely was coming back from a country where I only I spoke Spanish and English. So my own language wasn't great. Um, I knew I was struggling, but I didn't know that there were resources for underrepresented students. And definitely, I think there is a big issue of promotion. You know, yes, I would get those emails like, hey, come, come over here if you fit this label or if you feel like you're struggling. But then I always thought there's going to be a bunch of people that have no idea what it's like, my actual struggles. And I think it's not that there weren't those people, it's that there wasn't a community behind those advertisements telling me, hey, look, it's safe. You know, it's safe for you. It's safe for you because I will understand you because that's the reality of things. You go into these things blindly and many times you leave feeling like you're not understood. And and I just wish there was that community to tell me like, hey, look, I'm there for you, you're fine. Okay, well, that's really interesting perspective. And in terms of, uh, you guys have touched on before the University of Wollongong and what other universities are doing to make first-generation students feel heard and included and other minority groups as well. I'm just curious what your take is on what you think the University of Sydney can do for um, first-generation students. Yeah, so, I mean, Janae tackled what Wollongong University has been doing, which was creating space for first-gen students. And one of the things we tackled on in our project with uh, the Faculty of Social uh, and Political Sciences with widening participation, um, I I was one of the leads on a, a prototype that was called Your Space, which was UR, which stand for underrepresented. So it was a space where it was an online platform mainly via Instagram, where we would be uh, promoting underrepresented voices, whether that was acknowledging their accomplishments, um, showing what the university had for us, workshops that were based for people like us. It was a place to find everything that had to do with underrepresented students on campus to show underrepresented students like, hey, look, there is a community here for you. And I'm letting you know there's this workshop and we're going to be there too. Or 
you are like me. I'm a Latina who is working on anthropological research. I would love for for it to to be able to show those accomplishments to other first year students and say, hey, look, you can accomplish this, you know. So that would be what is on the forefront of the Your Space platform. But in the back hand of things, I see us coming together, uh, putting together a group of representatives from all different underrepresented uh, communities on campus and creating a space for these representatives to work hand in hand with faculty members so that we can create a space where we're constantly having facilitating these conversations and trying to make initiatives that either are already in place or initiatives that will be put in place to work for our community. So it's not just, hey, look, this is our community. This is the underrepresented community on campus, but we're also doing the work in the background to make sure that the initiatives that are put out by the university are are manageable and and are at reach for for underrepresented students. All right, that was, I think I, I said the gist of it. Yeah, I definitely just don't want people to. Um... Yeah, absolutely. I just want to reiterate that it's just such a mesh and a combine of having that ground level community of students on campus, knowing that you're supported and that there's faculty and professors there who are building outlets for you as well. Like, I just think we need to have this communication and it shouldn't be one or the other. I think the University of Sydney should really try to combine both of these to, yeah, create the best space possible for first generation for underrepresented groups on campus. Yeah, no, that's really great. And I just want to say we're coming towards the end of our episode. Thank you so much, guys, for coming today. Is there anything else you want to add for the listeners today, whether, you know, not just for University of Sydney students, but just anyone listening? Um, I think that first generation students come from such diverse backgrounds, diverse interests, diverse aspirations. I just want to say that we trailblazers and the intersect, sorry, let me say that again. We trailblazers and the University of Sydney should be doing its utmost to celebrate this cohort and empower this cohort and make this cohort feel safe because we've got a lot to offer yeah and I totally totally uh I agree with that full-on Janae and I think for me definitely what I would say is whether you are first gen or are part of any underrepresented group or even just feel underrepresented at the university you are valuable. Your knowledge is valuable. Your experiences are valuable. So when, during your university experience and when you finish and when you go out into the career and the workforce, remember that because your value is something that will be reflective of the money you can make or the projects that you can go at. Don't ever devalue yourself because that is very common within within underrepresented people and and I had the opportunity to sh- to be shown that I am valuable and I want everybody to know that
Thank you guys again so much for coming today. And that will bring us to the end of the episode. We'll see you next time. That's it for this episode. Thanks for stopping by. I would like to thank the PeerPod team once again for bringing it all together. If today's episode has sparked anything for you, we would love to hear about it. Drop us a line at peerpod.pla at sydney.edu.au or message us on Instagram at sydney underscore library underscore PLA. You can also subscribe to PeerPod on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Music. Catch you next time.